You're not the right fit for this job. Unfair judgment by others. Just stop eating so much and exercise some. You lose all this weight. These people often blame themselves. It's just me. Nobody likes me. I do exercise and eat right, and I talk to my doctor. Weight bias hurts. Everyone deserves to be treated with dignity and respect. Your words and actions matter. Let's stop weight bias. Let's work together. Be part of the solution. Go to stopweightbias.com and learn more. A public service message from Obesity Action Coalition. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, settle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. It is hour number three of the Sports Hangover. 800-998-1003, the Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic Hotline. Shortly, we'll talk with Christian Clark as we will talk Pelicans basketball. They take on the Heat tonight. Miami, three-point into the game here as well. We'll uh, get the latest from him and thoughts on the game. And coming up at 2.15, Sean Fox. Eric Alexander is under the weather, so he has canceled. We'll get with him later on in the week here as well. Ralph Marlborough also under the weather. We'll get with him later on in the week here as well. Uh oh, guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? It's hump day. Hump, hump day. I know you can hear me. Let's get stupid. Today's more that what that camera Wednesday hump day is. What it is. Indeed, you've reached the midway points of your work week. You can follow Mr. Christian Clark, Pelican Speed Writer. Union the advocates at C Clark underscore one three. As always, appreciate the time. Welcome, sir. How are you on this fine Wednesday afternoon? Hey, man. How are you doing? I'm uh, I'm doing really well. I was uh, on three of those five games of the road trip, <laughs> and I'm pretty tired. I I, I can totally uh, understand, you know, why players are, are pretty gas. Uh, after going on those long road trips, it takes a lot out of you. Yeah, let's start there because that was kind of how I, you know, looked at the game back on, on Monday. Is that you led after one, you led after two, you led after three, and then the eleven zero run, you just you couldn't make a shot. And and Willie Green said it just kind of ran out of gas. But that that's a very real thing. You saw it, Christian. They played really good basketball for three quarters. Yeah, I thought they played a pretty good game against Cleveland. I mean. The Cavs are good this year, and, and they're a really good team at home. I think they're 19 and four at Rocket Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. Um, I mean, you know, I know Mitchell didn't play much in the fourth quarter, but uh, Garland kind of carried them home. And I mean, you're you're just not going to win many of those you know games on the road against good teams without Brandon Ingram or Zion Williamson in the lineup. So I don't know. I wasn't I wasn't expecting them to win that game honestly, just because they were they were so undermanned. Yeah, no doubt. And that's kind of what I've been saying the last couple of weeks here. And I, I think you and I have talked about it here as well, Christian, is that, oh, I just saw his phone, um, disconnected there. Buddy, go ahead and give him a, a buzz back if he can, please, and try to get Christian back on the line. But along those lines that I keep saying, it's taxing that bench, right? You're, 
not enjoying a 16, 17 point night by Najee or Alvarado or Trey Murphy, who knocks down two or three threes, helping you along the way to get a win. The difference here is that it, you know, makes it to where you need those guys to have the big wins. I mean, uh, big nights in order to have a win. So I think that's also going to the aspect of running out of gas, right? I mean, those guys that you're requiring now to put up 16, 17, 18, 20 points. It's not just even on the offensive end, but I think it's also on the defensive end. So as you're going back and forth, I think things like that start really playing a role as to the taxing of it. Now, again, we were talking earlier last hour with Aaron Summers. You're starting to see a little bit more progress on some of these players coming back. But Christian, without saying there, as we were trying to get you back, is that when you have big players like B.I. and Zion out, and even you throw in Herb, I mean, that's three members of your starting five. It starts taxing your role players, and I think that adds to you running out of gas. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I mean, I think one of the stats of the season so far, I believe they are seven and five without Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram in the lineup. Um, definitely speaks to the depth on this roster, but it's it's just not sustainable to go through such a large part of the season without those guys in the lineup and, you know, expect to be able to, to maintain your footing at, I believe they're in, they're in third place in the West right now. I mean, I think they've kind of benefited a little bit from the West being weaker than usual, um, but, but they need those guys back. I mean, look, Zion kind of had one of those injuries that just unavoidable. I mean, hamstring strains are pretty serious, especially for such an explosive athlete. You know, we'll see where he's at in a week when, when, that reevaluation hits, but yeah, the, the BI one is, it's kind of crazy, you know, 25 games with uh, what the team has said is a toe contusion. I've, I've never seen a guy on the shelf so long for an injury described as a toe contusion. When, when you wrote that article back on Monday and I mean, I, it's interesting the, the feedback too, because I, I think you expressed or you, you looked into what a lot of Pelicans fans feel, right? It's like, what, what is he coming back in? And what are those, type of situations where a player has to feel, I guess, comfortable enough to go and be the type of player that he's used to? Is that kind of what it boils down to? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think, you know, the, the last time B.I. talked, it was like about 10 days ago, he said, I'm still looking to get that confidence, you know, when I when I push off and things like that. Um, so I, I think that is what it boils down to. Um, I mean, you know, this is not a situation like last year with Zion where the team is holding him out. You know, I think pretty much it's whenever B.I. decides he's ready, like, they'll be very happy to get him back in the lineup. So, you know, I saw some people, like, drawing comparisons between the situations. They're, they're, they're pretty different. Like, last year the team was worried that Zion would re-hurt his foot if he was back there too early. Uh, you know, from what I could tell, there's no concern about that with B.I. this time. I mean, I think structurally everything is fine. So it's just you know, him being comfortable getting back out there. Now we saw, and you were on the road trip, so you got to see it before the game. He's been doing this for a few games, right, where he's out there shooting, trying to get some work in. And then today after practice, we've seen some videos of him getting some more shooting. Does Does he look smoother to you? Does he look fine? Or is that kind of what's been so perplexing about this is that you really can't tell whether or not it's it's on and off depending on how his toe's feeling. 
Yeah, I mean, I think personally I'm at the point where, like, that's great. I just want to, you know, it doesn't really mean anything to me until he goes through a full practice. Um, you know, that's kind of what we've been waiting on. Um, so, like, I'm, I'm good on all the him getting shots up pregame videos. I don't need to see any more for the rest of my life. Just <laughs> I'm kind of ready for him to practice. <laughs> um, you know, probably at least need to get one of those under his belt before mm-hmm. he plays in a game. So, yeah, wake me when he practices and he gets upgraded to doubtful. Yeah, I hear you. What about Herb Jones? Are we getting closer seeing him back? Yeah, I think we are. I would, uh, I would probably bet that he plays on both these games on this upcoming road trip. Um, I know he was downgraded to doubtful before this game, but you know he was getting ready to to play in like a scrimmage type game after shoot around today. Um, so I would. I would anticipate him being back in the lineup on this upcoming road trip. Along those lines with him, I mean, look, B.I., you're going to need multiple people, the scoring, the assisting. I mean, he's an all-star caliber player. But with Herb Jones, man, I got asked this by a caller earlier this week, too. It's been a, it hasn't been last year for him, hasn't it? I mean, and it's a very a variety of reasons, right? Injuries. The, the fouls, I mean, the guy's been in foul trouble a ton. The way they're calling it on him, it, it it's almost like a sophomore slump type season. I don't want to say that because he's been injured and stuff, but it, it hasn't been the kind of season that I, I think a lot of Pels fans were expecting. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I kind of look at two things. You know, he has regressed a little bit on the offensive end in terms of three-point shooting. You know, was a, a 33% three-point shooter last year, which is, you know, about average. And this year he's below 30%. Um, you know, I think that's definitely impacted him too. And I, I think the other part of it that, that people aren't talking about as much is, you know, it's, he's not as good of a fit with, with Zion as he was, you know, like with BI and like Trey Murphy out there or, or like, you know, it's just with, with Zion out there, it's just hard for non-shooters to play with them, you know, like cause Zion is attracting so much room in the paint and, and Jonathan Chunas is already out there. So it's like when you're putting, throwing these lineups out there with, with JV, who can shoot the three, but that's not his preference, and then Herb, too, it's just tough. It's 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 a tough basketball fit, I think. Hmm. That's an interesting take. And the reason I asked you that is to lead into this. How important has Dyson Daniels been, right? I mean, a lot of times you don't see it on the, the points uh, part of the box score, but four steals in that game against Cleveland. And, I mean, he's been pretty solid, I guess, playing in Herb's role as a starter. Yeah, he's been he's been really good on defense all year. I mean, honestly, I think you could make a case that he's been the team's single best defender. Um, and you know, when you grab his roll up, that changes things. But like, he is a, a very very gifted defensive player. And at 19 years old, it's it's pretty crazy. I mean, you don't see rookies come in and be this defensively ready very often. I mean, I thought he did a great job on Donovan Mitchell the other night in Cleveland. You know, kind of had a direct hand in, in forcing three of Mitchell's four turnovers. Um, I mean, Dyson is big. You know, six foot eight, six foot eleven wingspan, moves his feet well, pretty strong. Doesn't get knocked off his spot. Um, I mean, I, offensively, I think there's still a ways for him to go. You know, I think he's been fine, um, but like clearly another draft win for this front office. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, he's uh, he's been pretty big from that aspect of it. I'll get your take on tonight's game against the Heat and something that. Uh, we should keep an eye on here as well. But I was going to actually start the conversation with you and say, hey, what are you getting the, the most uh, feedback from? Is it Brandon Ingram or, uh, I don't know, a player or two from the Toronto Raptors? Sir, there's a lot of people about uh, 
kind of going back and forth about OG, man. What, what do you think of, about him as a player? I mean, I think that would be an amazing fit. I mean, I, that would be like the number one guy I would be targeting if if I were the Pelicans. Um, you know, like you could throw out a starting lineup, presuming everyone is healthy, uh, of uh, CJ McCollum, OG Ananobi, Brandon Ingram, Zion Williams, and Jonas Valanciunas. Like that's, that's a crazy talented five. Like that's a five that could potentially get you to the finals. I mean, OG is arguably, you know, like a, a top three, top to five defender in the entire sport. Um, you know, a guy who can hit the three uh, pretty well. So mm-hmm. I think it would be a great fit. I, I would be pretty aggressive in trying to pursue him. I mean, who knows if Toronto will actually make him available. But the Pelicans, you know, they have so many picks that they can make it interesting in a lot of these conversations. Yeah, and that's what I was going to ask you. Because, look, we're going to get closer here, obviously, to the trade deadline. And last year we, we started seeing a name or two mentioned a ton and eventually was CJ McCollum and that's kind of all we saw and he's a name that we're, we're seeing a lot of lately and that's why I wanted to ask you for Pels fans that are oh I don't know if I'm willing to give up assets or, or draft picks what do you think would be the compensation in in sending to Toronto in terms of players on this roster you think yeah I mean for OG Ananobi specifically yeah. I mean like to make the salary work that would probably include Dante Graham, Jackson Hayes. And then, you know, would they want one of the Pelicans' talented young players? The answer is probably yes. And then how many first-round picks do they want? And, uh, you know, I don't, honestly, I don't really have a sense of, like, how far the Pelicans would be willing to go. I mean, if they, they wanted to make it really interesting, they could offer their upcoming 23 pick. They could offer their, you know, the pick in 2025. Um, you know, I mean, it, it would be hard to see them – you know, parting with like more than two first in, in any deal right. they're going to do. Um, but yeah, I mean, they've, they've got a lot. They've got a lot. I mean, they own their, their own pick in 25 plus they've got, you know, the Lakers pick, pick unprotected coming their way in either 24 or 25. They can choose which year. And I guess, Christian, that's something to keep in, in mind, too, for Pels fans that are listening, too, that this team is in a different position than they were a year ago and a different position than they were two years ago, right? Where you could arguably look at this team currently hovering in third with a ton of injuries, waiting for their stars to get back, where you can add, as you just said, a top five, top three defender, a score as well. That that puts you into serious contention where – Hey, you don't know what you're going to get in draft picks in one year, two years, three years. You don't know what you're going to get in some of these younger guys where this is something that you know for a fact, as you just said, OG, starting five, Pels can do this. Like that, that's a big difference to be able to say, isn't it? Yeah, totally. And, and I mean, like, you know, it's teams that have a bunch of 19 year olds and 20 year olds, they don't get to the finals very often. Like, you know, Dyson Daniels has been a very productive player for the Pelicans. Um, but like, I don't want him as good as he's been. You know, I really like him. I don't. I don't want him starting in the playoffs or anything like that. Like, it's it's really hard to win the farther you get in the playoffs. And I mean, I look, Zion, Brandon, and CJ are all under contract for the next three years. Right. Like, this is a real window to me. Like, it, mm-hmm. it makes sense to me to push a few of your chips in right now and and try to make the finals this year. Try to make the finals next year. And you know, if it doesn't happen, like you still can retool a little bit. I, I, you got me excited. <laughs> and again, all this is speculation. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen, but, um, sometimes it, you know, when you see it, you see smoke and then you start seeing it kind of turn into a lot of smoke and then there's fire. So, 
Um, it's going to be real interesting to see what teams make moves or not, Christian, based off of um, where they, they head into that all-star break, isn't it? I mean, do you think like the Lakers and the Clippers and, you know, the Mavericks, do you see a lot of teams making moves? Do you think it's going to be nuts come the trade deadline? Yeah, I do think it's going to be pretty active. I mean, I think there's, you know, like the 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 playing tournament has made it where a lot more teams feel like, okay, like we've got a reason to to continue to want to be competitive. Like the Pelicans were like that last year. You know, in the in the pre playing tournament era, maybe you don't see them like pull off that trade for CJ McCollum. Um, but I think there's so many teams that that want to add pieces in in this uh, era of the playing tournament. And like Dallas. Yeah, they've got to be feeling heat, man. I mean, like, Luka Doncic is having to carry them on his back. You know, the Lakers, like, they've got to be feeling urgency. You're just going to, like, go out like this, you know, with the rest of LeBron's career. So I think there are a lot of teams that are, are feeling some urgency to make their teams better. Christian, always a pleasure, man. Thank you for the time, sir, and I will see you tonight at the Smoothie King Center. Hey, yes, sir. See you out there. Yeah, for sure. Good stuff. Pelicans beat writer for the Picking Union, the advocate C. Clark underscore one three, Mr. Christian Clark. Quick break. We come back. Sean Fox up there in Monroe. We'll talk to him next on ESPN New Orleans. Balance. You may know what that word means, but can you apply its meaning to your body? You see, it's all about the brain. At Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic, doctors work to locate and remove any nerve interference so your brain can communicate clearly with your body and help you correctly heal quicker. Located in Lakeview and West Harrison, Dr. Josh Roulette and his team at UCFC utilize a number of therapies to make your road to pain relief, recovery, and total body wellness efficient and effective. Go to ucfamilychiropractic.com for more information. Educate yourself on your body and let us get you back to balance. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. When you're shopping at Rouse's Markets this time of year and you walk past the bakery, it smells so good. That warm smell of gourmet cinnamon dough is Rouse's Markets King Cake Dough. Rouse's Markets bakes their king cakes fresh throughout the day. The whole bakery just smells like Mardi Gras. Get your Rouse's Markets King Cake in store or ship anywhere in the continental U.S. at Rouse's.com. There are so many flavors to choose from. Rouse's Markets feels like home. Shop limited-time deals at the truckload event at Lowe's. Happening now. Save big on your favorites across the store. During this event, get up to 50% off select tools and accessories. Plus, find the perfect floor tile for your home for less. Get up to 50% off select styles while you can. Head to your local Lowe's store or visit Lowe's.com to shop the truckload event today. Valid 1229-125 while supplies last. Selection varies by location. See Lowe's.com for details. Discount taken at time of purchase. Can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the major league. Now back to the sports hangover with Gus Kattengau. Always a pleasure. Mr. Sean Fox joins us here on the show, sir. How are you today? It is always my pleasure to be talking to my good friend, Gus Kattengill. I'm doing fine, buddy. Thank you. <laughs> you feeling better? You had the, the, the old COVID last week. Gus, I'm, honestly, I, it, it wasn't that bad then. It's 
I guess a week later, I guess they kind of call it COVID brain. I'm, I mean, I feel like I'm kind of in a fog from time to time. Yeah. And uh, I, I feel like I've been running on about half a tank. Uh, That's just because you have a lot wise, on but your mind. Other, but you know? yeah, I mean, there's a lot of reasons why that could be. But no, I'm making it, buddy. I appreciate you asking. Yeah, no problem. Uh, you do carry a lot of weight. I, on I know you shoulders. fake it. I know you fake it, but that's okay. I fake it. Well. you ask. I do fake it well. Um, so I've been playing this song a lot today. Let's see if you can guess why. Okay. Welcome back. <laughs> well, I know. I know the song. Yeah, Mister mm-hmm. Cotter. Um, yeah. Is Brandon Ingram back? No, not yet. Not no, yet. Yeah. no. Zion? No, not yet. It has nothing to do with the Pelicans. Same area uh, of the city, different parking lot, side of the parking lot. I mean, is Sean Payton saying hi to people? <laughs> Welcome back. You, you, you've got my attention. What happened? Well, not Razor's making just, a comeback. No, oh, that's sorry. just it. It's two twenty-one in. And, a, and, and a, a, you're a wrestling fan, right? So you'd understand that. Of course. And still, your offensive coordinator, Pete Carmichael. <laughs> I mean, it's just... Oh. <laughs> hey, Pete. I guess all is all is well. It's like well, that meme I, where I, the okay, guy's not... drinking coffee at the table and fires all around him. It's like, it's fine. Everything is fine. That is a good meme, by the way. Um, yeah, it's a great meme. It's not official. I'm not saying that that is. I, you know our buddy Ralph Marlboro. Of course, so, Ralph is more dramatic than I am. He is. And last night he was having a discussion on Twitter. He's like, look, what if the Saints get in a situation where, you know, we all would love this incredible hot and shiny offensive coordinator? We call them tier ones, right? The the off, mm-hmm. the OCs with good teams that are probably going to be interviewed for coaching positions. And guess what I just copied and pasted and sent to the professor? And, and it's what I've been saying. I, I, I get Saints fans may want – uh, Eric Bieniemy. He's not leaving Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs, who are a one seed for the Saints to come here. Uh, the Bills OC Ken Dorsey. He's interviewing with Carolina this weekend for their head coaching job. Mm. So, and, and mind you, they're interviewing Sean Payton on Friday, but they're also interviewing him. My point is this: if you're one of those OCs, that's where you are. The Saints don't know who their quarterback's going to be, and and the point that Ralph was bringing up is. What if the Saints don't start well? Is Dennis Allen fired? Does he last next year? And then it almost makes you like a, a lame dunk OC. So now you're looking at tier two more than likely, right? Quarterback coach, tight end coach, receivers coach, running backs coach, going to their, to be OC for the first time. And I just don't know if this organization is going to look at that and, and say, well, if we have to make a change, then maybe Ronald Curry is going to call plays for the senior bowl or we bring back Pete Carmichael. Gus, uh, it, it is about to storm here really bad, and you are painting an even gloomier picture than the weather I'm about, I'm looking at. I mean, it's but it's plausible, isn't it? It's plausible, you isn't know, it? it? It is, but Gus, I will, and everything you say makes a ton of sense. But let me just say, my, my counter would, would be, and it's not a good one, but sometimes you make a change for the sake of change, and it might be the right thing, and maybe it is time to give somebody who hasn't done it an opportunity to do it. And the one you just mentioned? Ronald Curry, yeah. I actually think that's a great name. I, I do, too. Another added element to this, too, though, right? I mean, my man is coaching for his gig here, right? I mean, he got a reprieve, didn't he, Dennis Allen? I mean, he hears it. He sees he it. He did. Right? He did. So am, am I, I going to trust my fate 
and someone that's never done it before. Because well, I don't think here, he's going to do that when it comes to the quarterback position. That's why my man trying to go get Deshaun Watson. I think well, he absolutely here, is going to, you know, highly suggest draft picks or cash for Derek Carr and Jimmy G. I highly think that is happening. Now, Gus, I, I will say, I'll get, I'm going to defend Pete Carmichael and then maybe give a reason of why he was successful. But here's what's interesting to me about what happened this year. I was expecting it to be very good offensively because, I mean, people tend to forget this. This wasn't the first time that Pete has called plays for the Saints before. There's been instances. There was an entire season that Sean Payton was out, and the play caller was Pete Carmichael, and the Saints had one of the best offenses in the NFL. There were times where Sean Payton got injured. Remember, he broke his leg against Tampa Bay missed a couple games. Set up in the press box and ate chili dogs. Pete Carmichael called plays, and they had one of the best offensive games in history. When they scored, what, 62 points, beat the Colts like 62-63-7 in prime time. But maybe, you know, Pete, Pete obviously had success calling plays, but he also had Drew Brees at quarterback when all that was happening. I guess I bring that up because Sean Payton has been a hot name. He's had great offenses, but who has been Sean Payton's quarterback the entire time? Maybe the glue to everything was Drew Brees. Which is why Drew Brees should be the offensive coordinator for you, New Orleans. Exactly. You picked up what I was putting down. Welcome back. Oh, let me tell you. Saints fan. You know how like they, you know, when they won, they would go meet him at the airport? You know, oh, yeah. Saints fans like to do that. If Drew Brees was coming back and it got out, they absolutely would meet him at the airport. They, I mean, uh, it would, it would be like, they should greet him like on the sports center commercial with a Mardi Gras float. <laughs> just, just put him on the float. Just put just him put, on the float. Straight down vets. Yeah, all the way vets. Take but, a right on Clearview or Severn. Come back up Airline Highway. Can you see it? I could. I absolutely. Look, I, I like legitimately. You're joking, and maybe you're not, but I. I no, no, no. But I mean, the, the, what's the common bond? The no, common I, bond because Pete called good plays when dude. he had Drew Brees. I brought this up earlier in the show. If the dude's going to go get the itch and go, and he said it wasn't. Well, I'm, you know what? I'm going to see if it isn't. Um, I'm throwing the money at him and I'm throwing the thing at him because I, why not? If I'm going to trust a position coach that's never done it and is unfamiliar with my roster and is unfamiliar with my staff, then I mean, at the very least, let him hang up on me, but I'm at least making him hang up on me. And I know people could probably be laughing, but like, you know what? Why not? I mean, the dude, here are the keys. I'm, I'll see you on Sunday. Go Gus, figure I'm, it I'm out. I'm going to take it a step further. If we're going to burn at the stake, let's yeah. just burn at the stake and be miserable with Drew Brees being the head coach. If we're going to go down, we're going to do it with our captain. Well, but here again, here's the thing where I think that would actually work, not as the head coach, but as the OC. Because yeah. then Dennis, because look, Ryan Nielsen, Chris Richard, been asked Probably to be interviewed go. already. So I don't see them being co-coordinators, much less maybe even back. Uh, in, in terms of maybe they take other jobs. So, D.A., go do what you do best. We saw this defense play better towards the end of the, of the year. Go do what you do best. I'll see you on Sunday, and um, let's go win some games. Because I, I think he immediately comes in and, and gets people to listen. I can't imagine that Drew can't come up with a game plan. And I mean, he, was, he was right there with Pete and Sean. I mean, it's been documented. I mean, what do you like? I mean, then the playbook was what what Drew Brees liked. <laughs> I, and I know, think we all I, liked what Drew Brees liked. I'm with you. I'm, what I'm saying is, I'd rather that than Sean Fox tight ends coach. I mean, no offense to you. Well, I know you. No want offense. Your... I would rather like that than Sean Fox <laughs> tight ends coach. 
I like Drew Brees uh, more than me. I'm, well, of course I like him. It's a, you know what? I, I might actually entertain this as a reality if he didn't have 25 kids. You know? That's the problem. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. I mean, and it's not a problem, but, I, but it's, it's the fact that, look, I mean, Brittany ain't going to be, where are you going? <laughs> I'm yeah, telling you, that was probably thing, part I'm of sure the issue at NBC. That's why he did there's a part where he's going to be like, all right, I've done this for a minute. Hell, Tom Brady couldn't make it three months with his own family before, yeah, he, had, before I know. he had to get out. So I don't know. You got to think about that. It would be it would be fun fodder, wouldn't it? Oh man, three hours and well, you, yeah, you, you wouldn't go to break. A better picture than than Pete coming back, which actually makes a ton of sense right now. Hold on, ready? Well, yeah, that's what I do. I, I make sense. You're uh, good I, at your job. What can as I say? Two twenty eight on this Wednesday. And still, offensive coordinator of your New Orleans Saints, Little known fact, Gus, you know Pete actually was an assistant coach at Louisiana Tech at one time. Really? Um, okay, there you go. So we, we got somebody, that going for us. You know what? This is terrible. I mean, I, somebody, just I text, somebody just text me if if you're working at a drive through and you see Pete in the camera, are you making him wait for his food? Stop it. I mean. Tell the professor to quit sending that stuff in. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, Sean, would you? Would, would, I mean, you, you would, right? I mean, well, first off, would you recognize him? Pete? Yeah. Yeah, he's the guy who looks like Harry Potter, taking your order. <laughs> no, he's in the drive-thru line. He, like, somebody just texted me they would make him wait for his food. Oh, well, Pete is a very unassuming person. He, he doesn't, he, well, he's a really, everybody I know. He wouldn't think anything of it if he just said, yeah, he wouldn't think anything of it if he said, move up. He could coach your quarterback's arm or do numbers for you at tax time. One of the other. So what you're saying is he wouldn't think anything of it if he just opened the window, reached out, you said, can you just pull up to the next line, please? We'll get there in a second. No, 100%. <laughs> but there's a place in the world for everybody, Gus. <laughs> I wouldn't make him wait. That's the worst when you get asked to move up because you know it's going to be forever. Yeah, it, all, especially at Popeye's, which oh, I have to go up every time. Yeah. And then they're mad at you for placing an order. Well, that is true. But it is delicious. Chicken, I was going to so. say, that order is good. It's, <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's its own reward. It's almost like watching Saints football. You really don't know what you're going to get. If you're going to get it, it's an entirety. But when it's good, you enjoy it. It's, it's, it's pretty good, yeah. <laughs> I would agree with that. That could be free, applied free to. For Popeye. I was going to say, that could be applied to us as husbands as well, huh, Sean? <laughs> Yeah, I, as I tell my wife every time we go to bed, set low expectations. Never mind. And sorry, that's all the time we have for show. All the time we have. Yeah. Go, go do your show. I got to do that. There I guess you go. Start prepping. Thanks. Well, you're welcome. At Fox Four Sports Talk is the way to give them a follow, and you can go listen on Facebook. And uh, how can we stream your show for everyone to listen? Uh, well, I'm glad you asked. I have an app nine seven seven Sports and uh, Sports Talk nine seven seven dot com. Just hit listen live. I'll be on at three o'clock. I got thirty minutes to figure it out. You're good. Thanks. You're good. Appreciate you, pal. Yep. There he goes. Sports Hangover returns after this on ESPN New Orleans. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Ah, starting trouble. No one likes that. We'll get you set up for some stronger starts. You might just need a fresh charge, and we'll take care of that free of charge. But if it is time for a new battery, we've got replacement batteries that'll fit your needs, starting at just $79.99. You can learn more about our battery selection at AutoZone.com. That's what makes us America's number one battery destination. Get in zone, AutoZone. Based on data from the NPD Group 2021. 
In honor of all those we've lost to cancer and those still fighting and thriving, like basketball analyst and cancer champion Dick Vitale. I want to beat cancer. I'm going to beat it. That's no doubt in my mind. I'm going to win this battle. Defeating cancer will take all of us. Join our team to help fund game-changing research that saves lives. At the V Foundation, V is for victory over cancer. V is for victory over the odds. V is for victory over health disparities. Victory over setbacks. Victory over the unknown. V is for victory over giving up. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Join the V Foundation team and help save lives. Cancer can take away all my physical abilities. It cannot touch my mind. It cannot touch my heart. And it cannot touch my soul. Join our team in the fight against cancer at V.org. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Mike White should continue to play. Continue to start him, Robert Sala. We've already seen this happen before. We've seen it happen in Washington with Robert Vera and Carson Wentz. Taylor Heineke's out there. Dudes are playing for Taylor Heineke. You can see that. Guys are playing for Mike White. And it, it brings up a bigger discussion because I know when guys are drafted high, there's all this talk around quarterbacks and the word potential, right? I'd much rather have production than potential. GJ and Max. Mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Oh, big talker, ain't you? The man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. So who's the best team in the NBA? Brian Windhorst. I mean, I guess I'll say the Celtics. They've had the number one record for three months. Um, but they've got flaws. But here's the thing. Like, when you talk to, like, executives and scouts and even some players and you say, man, who's winning the West? They're like, the Warriors are winning the West. And it's like a complete statement on the disrespect that people still have for the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies are going for their 11th consecutive win tonight. And they're probably going to get it because Donovan Mitchell's not playing for Cleveland and they're at home. The Nuggets are red hot too. Those are the top two teams in the West. But they haven't, fairly or not, earned everyone's respect yet. So you've still got people saying... Watch out for the watch out for the Clippers who have lost eight out of ten and look absolutely nothing like they have anything going for them. And they say, "Here come the Warriors! Watch out for the Warriors." Hmm. I didn't hear Pelicans in there. Pels continue to uh, lose a little ground on the Nuggets and Grizzlies, as you heard him say. They just continue to win. They have it literally. You want to talk about timing? It couldn't have happened at the worst time to lose Zion, who was playing at an MVP level. He was just playing incredible. Denver in their last 10, 9-1. Memphis in their last 10, 10-0. As Wendy just said, going for win number 11 in a row tonight. Pelicans 4-6. and six. One game above Sacramento in the fourth spot. And two and a half games above Dallas in the five spot. Four games from the Clippers in the six spot. Now remember what I said. I wasn't predicting doom and gloom. And I wasn't saying they weren't going to win all the games. Just being realistic. But when that injury news came out from Zion, I said, hey, you got 22 games into the All-Star break. I would love for you to at least be sixth. Can you be sixth? Then you're in striking distance of four you want to be in the top four. And then you listen to what um, Ali Costell said yesterday 
is that ninety three percent of the teams that go on to the NBA, uh, I think he said finals or conference finals, finished in one, two, or three. So he's like, he he was saying, I want to be three. Chances are, if he won two or three, I think he said it was ninety three percent of the time. So. Again, can you just stay within that earshot? And look, Clippers to the Kings, which is sixth to fourth, it's a difference of three games. You can make up three games after the All-Star break. I mean, the Pelicans made up a ton of games to get into the play-in. So, that's doable. You know? What you didn't want to happen was what happens and has happened to the Suns. In the last 10 games, remember I said this, when Booker got hurt, I said, watch out. And this is why I do think you breathe a bit if you're a Pels fan because they're deep and their depth has been incredibly proven. Like you you might look at the, the last 10 and see four or six. You're like, oh, it stinks. Six of the last 10, oh, it really stinks. But the fact they're still in third is incredible because when Devin Booker went out, I said, uh-oh. If you're a Suns fan, and, and I said, look, look what happens. And I want to say there were what? Third, fourth? The Pels were in first. Do you know where they are now? They're ten and a half back of the Nuggets. They're half game out of the play-in. They're below the black line in the standings. Warriors, Jazz, T-Wolves, Thunder, seven, eight, nine, ten, Blazers, Suns, Lakers, Spurs, Rockets. That's your standings. So, you, you think it doesn't matter to lose? I, and I get it. You know, that's why Christian Clark wrote what he did on Monday. He's like, they need Brandon Ingram back. You know, I mean, the hammy ham, it happens. I mean, the guy was playing incredible. He's in great shape. Don't go there. It, it just, it's, it's a, you gotta be kidding me injury. It stinks. Herb Jones, you'd love to see him round his way back to how he looked like a year ago. He's been in foul trouble. He's been injured. He just hasn't had a chance to kind of get going, whether it's offensively or defensively, I think. That's kind of how I feel. But if that happens, and and look, I do think if you're still in third or fourth by the time the All-Star break comes or that trade deadline hits, what if you do get OG Anobi? And look, I said a couple weeks ago, man, don't don't mess with the culture where you're doing. You were in first place. You were doing well. And as the season's gone on, you're seeing, right? Like if you can get, and I understand there's an attachment and there's a a sense of loyalty or or, or like that the fan base has for a lot of these players. I mean, we saw it last year with Josh Hart, right? But is the team better or not? And, yeah, it would stink to lose some young players. But I asked Christian Clark, what do you think would be compensation? If if you told me right now, okay, Toronto wants Jackson Hayes, Devontae Graham, and some of your draft picks for a top three rim protector, which this team needs, and the guy can shoot threes, which this team could also use, I, that, that'd be a tough decision, but I think it's an obvious one, right? Because the Pels are in a different position than they were two years ago, a year ago. I, I told you, 
But after Zion went MVP, I'm like, that that guy is playing at a superstar level. He makes you a contender, period. End of story. That was without Brandon Ingram. It was interesting to hear Christian say that. He thinks that this is a window. He thinks the Pels are in a window. And you got to go take advantage of it when you can. Now, when I look at the Nuggets and the Grizzlies, again, Denver, 9-1 and in their last 10. Memphis, 10-0 and in their last 10. We've seen them. Pels have played them. Memphis is a tough matchup for them. Just they're, they, they know who they are, how they are, and they've been healthier too. And I think that's the thing that stinks. You haven't really taken all these teams with, with your full strength, you know? But if there's something that the Pels have lacked, it is at rim protector. It is somebody that can block the shots. Willie Green was talking about it after the game on, on Jonas. It's giving a lot on the offensive end. But, but listen to the end of the soundbite here. Well, with guys being out, Number one, he, he's a, uh, force in the post. So when we could throw the ball down to JV, uh, he settles us down offensively. He can make plays from that position. He rebounds the ball. He can get to the free throw line. So a lot of good on the offensive end. Uh, defensively, I thought he was in the right places. Um, you know, we, we could have did better at contesting some of their shots in the paint. Um, that's usually one of our spots that we really look at, and we that's something we didn't do well tonight. So that's as a group. So even he kind of hints at it there. And, look, if you were watching that game against Cleveland, you saw the size that the Cavaliers have and, and what they do do and the contesting in the shots and the, the shot blocking and things of that nature. And that's something that the Pels are hoping and wanting to get from Jackson Hayes on a consistent level. Um, But it'll be interesting to see, right, in the next couple of – weeks here what does take place but on the immediate future here I think it is positive news that you've seen a little more work being done but like Christian said I you know you don't want to hear it until he hears a Brandon Ingram practices and, and and get going so look you had 22 games you're below 500 on that but not by much right so you're still, you're still where, where you need, where, where you are right now and, and where you need to be. And I, and I think that's all you can kind of hope for, man, to be honest with you. Again, Houston was when you found out the news, 22 games from them, won that game, lost the next two, won that one. So you're two and two, lost in one, three and three, and then you lost to Cleveland. So right now you're three and four. I, I said at the time, if you're 10 and 12 going to the all-star break, you're, you're probably in the sixth spot. 10 and 12. And that all-star break ends at LA. So the games from here on out, you have Miami tonight at Orlando Friday at Miami Sunday. Next week, a three game homestand, Tuesday, Wednesday, a back to back and Saturday, but it's Denver, Minnesota and Washington. And you have that back-to-back, though, after the Washington game, you fly up to Milwaukee and face the Bucks on Sunday. So you got two back-to-backs next week. That's why these next three games, if you can get some of the, if you can get two of those three, I think it'd be key, because you got two sets of back-to-backs next week. Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday. And after Milwaukee, you're at Denver, the number one team, at Dallas, 
Then you come home. Saturday, February 4th is what I was talking about yesterday. That's where I kind of circled in my head the calendar, right? I would love Zion to be back by then. That would be four weeks and three days. Wednesday was when the news came out and he'd be evaluated. So next week, next Wednesday, it'd be three weeks. Then you had another week that Wednesday. And then three days later is February 4th. That's the Lakers. That's the four-game homestand that I would love to see. Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, Valanchunas, C.J. McCollum, Herb Jones, or Trey Murphy, or Najee, whatever you want to make that starting five. You host the Lakers on Saturday, host the Kings on Sunday. You want to talk about a back-to-back. The Lakers, because it's the Lakers. But the Kings right now, you only have a one-game lead on them in the standings. So they're good. Who knows where they're going to be? And then on Tuesday the 7th, you host Atlanta. And on Friday, you host Cleveland. After that, you're on the road at OKC on Monday. And on Wednesday, at the Lakers. And then it's the All-Star break. So that's your schedule. Lots of good teams. Three sets of back-to-backs. Most of them on the road, but you do have that four-game homestand that I'm kind of looking at. That would be great. If you can have your starters back, man, for the Lakers, Kings, Hawks, and Cavs, that four-game homestand, they go on the road, split, if not even win those two into the All-Star break, man, now you're feeling really good, right? I think you see Zion before the All-Star break. I really do. I think if there's any chance that hamstring is healthy and he's ready to go and he can run, that guy, he's going to try to get out there and play. And, again, I know we're talking about ramping up and things of that nature. But if there are no further setbacks, I why can't Brandon Ingram maybe be here on the weekend, if not the next home game against Denver on Tuesday? And then that back-to-back maybe doesn't play on Wednesday, but be nice to have him against Denver next Tuesday, week from today. Or yesterday. Final segment when we come back on the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. At Thibodeau Regional Wellness Center, we're improving the health and well-being of the region one person at a time. And this means more tea times, more play time, more time to do good, more fast time, and more once upon a time. Isn't it time you started living your best life? Change starts here at Thibodeau Regional Wellness Center. If your business needs serious hustle, our internet has plenty. Switch to Rev Business All Fiber Internet with fiber optic velocity close to the speed of light. Sign up and get three months free and 30% off. Build your plan at letsrev.biz. Let's Rev. Whoever said you can't have it all, never had internet that could do it all. Switch to Rev. No contracts, no data caps, no nonsense. It's the high-speed internet you need. Build your plan at letsrev.com. Let's Rev. It's the start of something new sales event at Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with the Rams. Long-lasting new pickups are their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. How can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the Major League. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. 
800-998-1003 in the Upper Circle Family Chiropractic Hotline. Fun conversation today. Again, talking about the whole uh, possible retainment of peak armor. I don't know. I would just it was just kind of looking at it as a possibility in comparison to what would be out there, in comparison to what you can possibly have. And again, I just really just started that from this morning. When uh, Keyshawn Johnson was talking about Byron Leftwich and all of the chatter that it's already been done, it just hasn't been announced yet, that Byron Leftwich will be fired as the offensive coordinator of Tampa Bay. And he said this. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Um, it sounds like to me there's some other things at play in this situation. Here's a guy who helped you win a championship Super Bowl title two years ago. Offense was high-powered and top-scoring and, and – efficiency and yards and all that over the last couple of years. I just, you know, bad, bad offensive lineup. Jay banged up lineman. No, Leonard Fournette, not the same guy. Ronald Jones, not there anymore. Uh, uh, Evans in and out of the lineup. Godwin in and out of the lineup. A 46-year-old quarterback. It just smells like somebody who doesn't know football is telling him you might want to do something at this position or, or get done in yourself. So, again, I just play that because I heard that and it got me, you know, thinking of, I mean, couldn't you apply everything that guy just said essentially to the Saints? Banged up offensive line. And here's the thing. Byron had Tom Brady. I ain't making excuses. I, I'm just saying that probably was a factor in this offense not, you know, purring like a Lamborghini. OTAs, Jameis Winston's our starter. Going to sign Andy Dalton. Andy, how's it feel? I'm here to be the backup. Awesome. Training camp. No competition. Jameis, remember, injured. So he had a slow start. And then, once the regular season started, it was the first time he had his entire receiving core. Remember, they didn't, they didn't have Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, Alave, Kamara, or Winston on the field at the same time before they showed up in Atlanta. And what happens in Atlanta? Everybody gets injured. <laughs> it's crazy. It really is. I'm just saying, like, when, when you hear what Keyshawn was saying there, could you apply that to the Saints? And it was kind of the discussion we were having earlier today. If you're just joining us, you know, are you going, are you getting a tier one offensive coordinator? Tier one to me being an OC at a good team that's doing well, that's probably getting interviewed as a head coach. Ken Dorsey, example. Buffalo Bills. Panthers will interview him this weekend. Panthers are interviewing Sean Payne on Friday. Obviously, there's a difference between the two, but Carolina's kind of going, hey, you know, Sean didn't come here. That's what they're looking at. But that's my point, right? That if you're top-level offensive coordinator, you're thinking head coach. And the situation in New Orleans has two things going against it for a candidate like that. I'm not saying it's not a, a job that people don't want or want. Of course you want it if it's a move up. The other point that we had from our guest today, like Larry Holder brought up, 
teams aren't going to allow you to interview the enemy or Dorsey for your offensive coordinator job. It's a lateral move. Mickey Loomis said, if teams were looking to hire members of the staff for a lateral move, that they probably would say no. So what you're looking at now, and this was Ralph's point that he was making on social media yesterday, is probably a quarterback's coach, tight ends coach, a receiver's coach. And that's not to say that they hadn't had that experience before. Again, I brought up Joe Brady, quarterback's coach at Buffalo. Now, same thing, though. If Dorsey leaves and becomes a head coach somewhere, Am I going to see if I can be the offensive coordinator for the Bills and Josh Allen, or am I going to go to the Saints where I don't even know my quarterback? Is Dennis Allen going to survive after next year? Are the Saints going to be any good with their cap situation? Who's coming back on the defense? Who's my offense? What are we doing with Michael Thomas? I mean, these are all questions I guess you could ask. You might get answers to, but, you know, I don't know. Cajun Goat. Give me your best 30 seconds, man. Just found out that you were on the phone. What you got, bud? I'll start with the Saints. Uh, number one, uh, they're never going to be – I don't give a care who you get as offensive coordinator as mm-hmm. long as Dennis Allen's the coach. You're not going to be successful. The guy doesn't play to win the game. He plays to manage a game or he plays not to lose a game. When you play not to lose a game, Gus, you're not going to win many games. And, you know, he has that defensive state of mind that, you know, yeah, well, my defense will take care of it. Well, my defense will take care of it. Well, you don't, your defense is not the, not the 85 Bears. So you can't go into the, the season with that mentality. And right. he has no game plan. He has no game plan. You see how well articulated Sean is when he talks about what he wants to do. Right. He doesn't have that type of power that Sean had in deciding on, Who's going to be his offensive coordinator? Who's going to how he wants things ran? How he wants his team to run? He has none of that. Mickey was making all the top decisions. It's almost like Jerry Jones running, telling the other coaches what to do right now. You need a coach that's going to come in, take control of the organization, and and do the things to the right things to make this team better. Now, I'm with you on the Pelicans, brother. I, I would like to see that trade for for Obi. Uh, that would be a great a great deal because we got you. guys that are hey, just man, not giving to it. I hear the music. We can talk a little bit more about this tomorrow. Sorry, I just saw your call. In the meantime, man, we'll see That's you tomorrow. Okay, yep, it's the Sports Hangover. Matt Muscot and after further review next on ESPN New Orleans. It's Gus Cat and Gail with the Sports Hangover. Join us for Thursday.